0: It, it's also kind of beautiful because sometimes I will be speaking directly to the authors. Obviously, I don't know who they're seeing in their minds, but then they'll see it and they'll be like, this is it. You <laughs> captured her perfectly.
1: That's exactly who she is. And I'm just like, excellent. Welcome to Vibe and With, the podcast where we learn the artistic journey and musical inspiration behind your favorite puzzle of color puzzle. Today, we're vibing with Laylee Frazier. Laylee is a digital illustrator from Houston, Texas. She began drawing when she was 10 years old and has been drawing ever since. She combines texture, color, and pattern to create warm and expressive portraits, pulling in inspiration from nature, utilizing abstract plants, mountains, and some motifs in her backgrounds, as we see in her piece, Harvest. Hello, Laylee. Welcome to Vibing With. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. It's our pleasure. <laughs> so you are the amazing artist behind Harvest, which we absolutely love. It's a beautiful 500-piece puzzle. Um, tell us a little bit about you, yourself. How did you get into art? Give us a little background on you. I
0: started making art when I was probably about, like, 10 years old. In fifth grade, my sister had to get, like, spine surgery and while she was there she was just up late at night in the hospital watching Adult Swim and this show called Inuyasha would come on so then when she came back she's like I've been seeing this this amazing show I need to show it to you guys and she introduced us to Inuyasha which is you know like an anime Um, and so we started getting the books from borders they existed back then we'd go to the bookstore and just get all of this manga, like we just started collecting it basically and at some point I looked in it and I was like, I feel I feel like I could draw this. I'm not sure but I, I just have a hunch that maybe I could draw this. And that's how I started drawing. Like I looked at the pages of Inuyasha and I was like, I can do this. This is, that person's head's just an upside down pentagon. I can figure this out. And yeah, that's what gave me my start. and had for a long time like a lot of influence on my art style and i've been drawing ever since then
2: i love that yeah i definitely got into drawing the same way just watching i guess from comic books and um anime and so uh i i stopped <laughs> i stopped around <laughs> well eighth grade I, I stopped drawing as much got to more like other sports and just other things and i got back into art like in 10th grade and now i do like design the for the company and stuff like that so well yeah that's super cool so uh do you have have a couple questions about the anime stuff because <laughs> you know I, I like the anime too so do you have a, a, a favorite anime that you watch now or, uh, or i up watching?
0: Inuyasha is my all-time favorite just because it does hold that special role for me of having been what got me into art to begin with um but apart from that you know when I describe my tastes I say like i'm really a, a sucker for a cry baby a cry baby main character so doubleman cry baby tokyo ghoul like attack on titan those are
1: my things gotcha see and i know nothing about anime <laughs> but the, the and, so, and so like i literally will be like what are you doing he's all he's on some pure washing something but the only thing i've ever seen is demon slayer and like of course like Dragon Ball Z, my, my daughter likes Pokemon and she's two and I'm like, this is nuts that she's into stuff now, but <laughs> I'm better <enough."> than But yeah, <laughs> William actually used to draw like Dragon Ball Z characters and all that kind of stuff. My mom projected them onto the wall and like made his drawings big and like he had characters all over the room. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, so I, <laughs> I painted them, which uh, I didn't like as much because painting is different than drawing. So for me it was either like I drew it <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I definitely did that for my wall. Definitely like all the ones you would mentioned. My favorite animated is you, show like, it. Sure. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely okay. About
0: yeah, it's classic.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is it sub or dub? Do you have a preference?
0: Okay, like if I had a choice, I would go with sub because it normally sounds better. Lines don't sound quite as cringy. But I'm normally trying to multitask yeah so you know I'll, I'll be trying to like work on a drawing or something, and I need to be able to just listen to the dialogue and have a general idea. I can't just be like, looking back and forth trying the yeah. subtitles. So like my actual preference is subs, but in reality, i'm I'm gonna go for the dubs every time.
1: Yeah, that's it And that's the reason why I've never gotten anime because I'm like, I don't have time. To- the TV while I'm also doing other stuff. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, like you you have to actually sit and watch it, you know? Like, no, I don't have time for this. Like, the only reason why I even watch Demon Slayers Slavers is like, this one's already been translated for us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> a big
0: difference. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And for me, a lot of the time, if it's something that I'm like really, really interested in, um, but it's kind of like lawn I'll just read it instead. I'm like, I cannot dedicate the days and weeks that it takes to watch a whole series. But if I'm going to read it, you know, I can just, I can skip some pages. And so that's normally what I'll actually do is I'll read the manga. And then if it's something short and I can multitask, then I'll watch the anime.
1: Well, yeah, William does a, a part of he's part of the team that helps put on this this conference called DreamCon, which is like anime.
2: Um, conference in Arlington. I don't know. It's going to be in Austin now. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So you should come out. <laughs> yeah. I was asking do you do any vending for events or uh, for conventions or anything like that with your work?
0: I never vended at them, but I wanted to get into it. Um, I had a friend in college who would always sell at a bunch of different cons around Texas. One of the main ones being Akon. So that was the one time I went to like the Dallas area. <laughs> um, gotcha. Uh so I've I've always been kind of interested in it, but it's a little tricky because you know they definitely prefer artists who are doing like fan art. Uh it's a it's a little harder to sell original art there. But fingers crossed, maybe soon. Everything kind of had a rich thrown in it with COVID. And yeah, now they're slowly starting up again. And now that I'm seeing people going to them again, there's like a little twinkle in the back of my brain, like, oh, maybe I could go sell it one. You know, that's coming back to me as well.
2: You yeah, should yeah. definitely try uh, Kawanza, another artist of ours. Uh, she goes to DreamCon, all the conventions as well. And she does original art and also, but she also does the fan art as well. So, with that, so they've done it. Do you do any like um, manga style art at all or like any just?
0: No, I don't, which is kind of interesting because it's like, oh, this is how I got started. But I really feel like you you really have to practice that art style to be good at it. And I think people assume maybe that since that's how I started and that I developed my style from that, that like maybe I can go back and do it. And I've tried and I just can't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's definitely something that needs its own Time and dedication to you know honing that specific skill, and somewhere along the way, I lost it. So I don't do that art style anymore. I wish I I wish I could. Sometimes I do go back, and I have days where I'm like, "Well, they can do it if I just if I focus my mind and my heart. Like, I can do this art style, um, but it's just not something that comes naturally to me anymore." So what would you describe as your art style now? Um, I would describe my art style now as semi-realism because I'm mostly aiming for realism. But again, with my background being from highly stylized art, there's like parts of that that I 100% hold on to. You know, I do still want the eyes to be a little bigger than they would be in real life. You know, I want the lashes to be like, three long triangles (laughs) sticking out. There's all those little things. So I don't really describe uh, my art style. Even when I'm trying, like, I have a photo reference right next to what I'm working on, and I'm trying to make it very, very realistic, I still describe what I do as semi-realism, because at the end of the day, when I go and add, like, all of those finishing touches, I'm going to add in things that, you know, would not really make sense in real life and maybe take it a little bit back towards being stylized.
1: So, tell us about the inspiration behind Harbit. Like, who who is that girl? Is that you? Is that somebody you see or um I have no
0: clue in who that is. <laughs> <about> my art. <laughs> in most of my art, I have no idea, you know, who it is. I have multiple reference that I, uh, references that I'm pulling for pulling from for each piece and kind of mashing them together but then at the same time i'm very much like well if it doesn't look just like the reference that's fine like i'm making it a completely separate thing so i have the references but then i'm also going off on my little adventure um and with harvest that was part like the early lead-in to me doing a series of just like african-american people with kind of like western southern twist to it you know i i think that in my experience at least when i hear people talk about you know like being more in touch with nature kind of outside of city society in my family it's always described negatively as like oh they're really country (laughs) um and Like my my family's from the middle of Louisiana, like sweet humps galore, definitely country. And yet it's always described kind of with a negative connotation. Um, So at that time, at the time when I was drawing Harvest, I really just wanted to draw, you know, African-American people kind of embracing that and being able to like peacefully enjoy Nature. I don't know. I feel like you don't see that. Well, I've, I think you see it more now. But at the time, I was definitely like, how come you don't see, like, drawings and art of, of Black people just, you know, frolicking and
1: laying in the grass and all of those kinds of things. And that's why inspiration behind that. I love that. Like, well, you know, and being you're, you're in Houston now, I went to school there. My dad's from there or our dad. It's from there, <laughs> um, and so we got family, you know, still there. My 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 um, grandparents actually lived well for as long as when we were growing up, they lived in Prairie View, which is country town, um, <laughs> and so you know we grew up with like that it's so funny because like, houston is a big city but it's still kind of like a juxtaposition juxtaposition like i noticed like my dad is is like a country accent like people like my cousins that like grew up there i'm like yeah. how are your is your accent so country and you're from like a city you know I yeah. um, and you'll see people riding around in horses in the city you know so it's very um you know you'll see like that mix of like the field and the and um you know that lifestyle as well as the city too so it's really cool to see it represented um you know as uh, somebody who like you know like right, we grew up with our grandparents the you other know, gravy had like you know a lot of land and chickens which i am to this day terrified of chickens because, <laughs> because i went out there to go get eggs and i was like this is this is here this it was horrible but <laughs> but um <laughs> but it's really cool to see and like you know i still I appreciate. I love to see the land, like you know. I like. I love. You used to love going out there, like when we were kids. Like that was like a week every summer. We'd be out in the country, and <laughs> I. De-
0: I definitely know what you're talking about and appreciate it the same way. And then, like, especially with Houston, because again, it's like this huge city. But then, even not really like in the inner loop, but in the outer loop at least. You'll have these little rural pockets where Mm -hmm. over here is just like strips of businesses. And then over here, right next to it, because there's no zoning laws, uh, there's a bit of horses and some sheep. (laughs) And so, yeah, definitely. Even when I've been living like in Houston, I feel like that's always been around, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When you mentioned like, I want to show like representation in your art and just, like set peacefulness and this, you know, I guess for lack of for black joy, that's kind of why we started our company as well. Cause like some of these people wanted to have art that was really just fun and just enjoy in that, like so serious, um, you know, showing the despair and the things that we go through, but also, you know, the joy, the fun that we have as well. So I'm mean, just really simple. Why we have your, your art as a, one of our pieces.
1: How are you currently out there? I know you have an, an agent that you're working with. Like what kind of is your combination of, of like, you know, commercial, like personal art, like what, what is your kind of makeup of, of clients? Uh, right now I mostly do commercial
0: art. Um, so for the past year, a little bit over a year, I've been working with an illustration agency. Um, and they help me find jobs in publishing, which I really, really love. It's a fun industry to be a part of. It's really respectful of artists and it's not as stressful, I think. Um, you don't have to wear as many hats. That's the better way for me to explain it as when I was on my own just trying to promote myself. I do still, you know, make my own personal art as well and I put that on social media, and people are able to buy it directly from me. But the
1: bulk of my work now is doing commercial work in the publishing industry. That is so cool. I was, I have a two-year-old now and, uh, and a baby on the way, and I, that's one thing that I've really fully started to appreciate, and I know my mom growing up, like she always wanted to make sure we got art, you know, got books and all those things that really were represent, representative, so like I have so many books that that have been passed down from when I was a baby to my daughter that I'm like, look at all these cute books and then and I'm seeing more illustrations that I, of course as you know as you grow up and you stop seeing you know, there's not as much art and um or not as many as many pictures in your books anymore, um, but I it's so cool because I had a couple of books where they were written by completely different art different um, authors but have the same illustrator I was like oh this this art is familiar to me and then I realize I have another book with the same illustrator. Um, so that's always super something that I'm really starting to appreciate even more. Um, again, <laughs> now that I'm reading books with, with pictures in them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah,
0: mostly do book covers, mm-hmm. so I think that that's a little bit more universal. I've done, yeah, absolutely. I'm working on one actual picture book, like for children's, mm-hmm. for children, um, and that's that's the only one I've worked on but mostly I do uh, book covers, which has been really, really cool. It's very rewarding. I think now more than ever, cause you know, I, I grew up reading a lot of books. Like I stayed in Borders, I stayed in my school library, just picking them by the cover every time. I know everyone says don't do that, but I was doing it all the time awesome. and I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I stayed by it. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's so cool. Now, because I'll go into a bookstore and just walk around and, you know, look at the teen and young adult section, because that's mostly the uh, subsect of the industry that I work in. Mm -hmm. And more than ever, you'll see such a huge amount of representation of different cultures. Because I I know when I was a teenager and I was looking through, like, fantasy young adult, I didn't see that at all. And it's really, really cool that that is definitely the norm now. Like you you walk in that section and you'll see so many novels with like young African-American protagonists that I, I love that for the youth of today. And it's really cool that I get to contribute to it and that I get to, you know, like work directly in the industry and draw those visual representations that, you know, teens today will look at on the shelf and they'll be like hey that looks kind of like me like let's go let's get this one. so yeah that that's been a really fun and rewarding um path that my
1: career has gone down well that's even I was going to say like illustration books are, are you know, the, the you know the children's books are a lot <laughs> that is that's fun for an artist because they even have to get to watch the draw the journey but like I feel like it's even more pressure to be a cover because it's like you have to Cover the whole journey in one piece like that how do you even go about doing that like do you do you actually read the book do they they give you kind of a summary and you do it that way how does that work um it it is a lot of pressure a lot
0: goes into a book cover I never would have guessed before I started doing them but um yeah I get the manuscript before it's released, sometimes it's like full of edits. I'm seeing all the typos and everything, like that's how raw of a manuscript they'll give me. Um, And then I'll read it. Actually, I put it in a text-to-speech so I can multitask. Always try to like do two things at once. And so I'll listen to the whole thing just because it does give you a much better basis of how to come up with like a good cover for the book. Because when I first started, I, I wouldn't read it. They would give me the manuscript, and I'd be like, oh, "Who's got time for that?" Um, I, I, I'm not supposed to do that. But they they also give you a summary and they describe all the characters. And so I was like, "Oh, that seems good enough to me." And the difference that I experienced when I actually started reading the whole book, as well as the summary and the character descriptions, it was like night and day. Um, my covers—they probably don't look that different like you wouldn't be able to tell but the process for me of creating a good cover and having the team accept it goes so much smoother you know there's a lot less back and forth when i when i've read the book i'm able to come up with you know thumbnail ideas that wrap it up and you know hint at the little things they want to hint at and all of those kinds of things are a lot easier. Now you started reading the whole book. So yeah, if anyone's getting into the industry, <laughs> don't be like me You read from the beginning.
2: <laughs> That's what they're there for. So how, how do you feel like, how would you tell some, some advice about getting into the industry like that? Did you seek out your agency or did they seek you out and stuff like that?
0: I ended up with my agency through just, I won't say a stroke, of luck it wasn't really luck on twitter there's a event i think it happens multiple times a year it's called portfolio day and artists will just post some of their art and i'll put hashtag portfolio day and they'll leave like their email and maybe like their website um so one of the portfolio days i logged on i saw everyone was doing that so i did it myself and that was that i think my post because i'm not active on twitter at all So I think my post got like seven likes total. And I was like, oh, well, that I tried. I don't know. Um, And then I got a DM from my agent. And so I I like to tell other artists this story because it's like, especially now, you know, the age of social media, I feel like there's so much pressure and you feel like you have to have your work get out there to so many people. And when that story, it's like, no, only... Only seven people probably looked at it, but one of them was the right person. So I think that, you know, it's definitely worth it to do events like that. You know, there's a lot of uh, visibility events, especially on Twitter, because there's Portfolio Day, there's um, Drawing Wild Black that happens every year, Visible Women. So I definitely encourage artists to participate in those because there are working professionals who are just clicking on the hashtag and just scrolling through looking for talent. And I, I never would have known. But if someone had told me, I probably would have started doing all of those events a lot sooner, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was really cool. I think people sometimes think the concept of like, being discovered means you have to have your work like it's so many different places before that's even an option and sometimes it's just having it in or not sometimes a lot of the times it's just having it in the place that people are looking
2: yeah yeah no definitely yeah
1: like we a lot of our artists we find because we follow different hashtags on instagram and like something will just pop up and it's like hey what is this let's Go to that person's page and look at some more. So, mm. absolutely. I mean, you know, we're just a, a small company, but, um, but you know, that is how you find people. So, it's really cool mm-hmm. to, to hear your story and give a great example.
2: Yeah, definitely. We found it the same way, just looking through having hashtags or just general, you know, either why it's just stuff to curate your your search, it's your uh, your feed. So, if I saw you through there, how important is it, I guess, or you general, I, uh, so be on the socials at all?
0: I think it was really important at the beginning of my art career. Um, but thankfully, since I have started working with an agency, it's become a lot less mandatory and a lot more optional. You know, I, there's, there's just so much pressure on not just artists, but everybody who needs to market themselves, um, to create so much content to be active on social media. And i think it's especially hard for artists because you know our art, art is our content but art takes a long time to make yeah so you know artists are trying to keep up with pages where people are able to post you know a selfie every single day keep keep the, the algorithm happy so to speak um, yeah. and that's really really hard for a lot of artists to do and it leads to a lot of people Getting burnt out. So I think that in a way, like it was really fortunate that I put all of my effort into social media at the time that I did, because now I can kind of pull back. Now that I'm working with an agency, I really don't have to promote myself that much at all. Um, I mostly use social media nowadays. Instagram, I, I just upload my art there, but on TikTok, for example, yeah. I put very little art. I'm just talking to artists, trying to tell them like, hey, this is how you, you know, work in the industry. There is actually jobs here. You know, you never would have guessed it. People always say that there aren't, but there's lots of jobs. Here are, you know, tips for freelancing. So, well, I think, like a lot of things, it changes with time. Social media is always like a a really great tool for artists, but I think it was a lot easier to keep up with when I was kind of like blowing, I I didn't go like super viral or anything, but when I was building my followership, I I honestly think it was easier. It was an easier time, you know? Um, And I think that artists got a lot more value out of using social media at that time, whereas today I think it is a lot harder, you know, because even if you have one reel that does very well, it's like a flash in the pan, and and that's not gonna sustain you really. So, yeah, that's that's my. I think it's more than two cents. That's like like they're bison. <laughs>
1: No, no. I 100% agree. Like, we... Had, William's had... William is... He does the TikTok because I'm not that... I can't keep up with all that. But <laughs> he's had some... Like, have gone viral and then it's like, okay, well, how do we do another one? You know? Like, it's very hard to... Hey, like, you gotta keep yeah. beating that monster, like you said. And, like, I know we talked to another artist. Um, William mentioned already Kwanzaa that she was like... You know, she's had some... All right, again, pieces have gone viral, but it's like, then you... You have, you have to keep it up, and then you feel like you're you're not even being creative for yourself anymore because you're having to maintain this thing. And so it absolutely can kind of stifle your creativity, um, especially if you're an artist that takes you know that really wants to put a lot of detail and takes a little bit longer mm-hmm. to come up with a masterpiece. <laughs> how long do you typically spend on a piece? Like days, weeks, hours? What how, what's what's your timeline usually? Um, my
0: normal timeline is about three hours. I don't know how it always works out to the same amount of time, but the vast majority of my work takes about three hours. And I work digitally, so I can always, like, go back and open the little information panel and it'll tell me how long I worked on a piece. And that number has been the same for, for years now which it always surprises me. It's like, I do everything differently now. How does it still take the exact same amount of time? Um, But I don't know. Apparently, it's very, very consistent. So with most personal pieces, that's the timeline on it. Uh, With professional pieces, you know, commercial pieces, it's a little bit different because that's not me starting and finishing, you know, at my own pace. It's always a collaboration between you know me and the author the author's team and you know we're doing rounds of edits and we're going back and forth but when I when I sit down
1: to start a piece and
0: finish a piece it usually takes me about three hours. And how
1: many pieces are you working on at a time like I know you've got commercial jobs that you're doing and then potentially personal ones like how how do you kind of balance that? Um, In terms of, like, commercial jobs, the amount that I'm doing at any
0: time can really range from maybe, like, two to maybe I max out at about, like, eight at the same time this year. But the thing is that that sounds really, really intense, but it's not because the timelines for everything, since I'm working in publishing, like, traditional publishing, the timelines are really, really long, so it's It's not common for me to have like deadlines for two different projects on the same day, for example, they're always kind of split. And when I say the timelines are long, I mean'll I'll have maybe like four months to work on a cover. Yeah, they're they're very long. And then even after I turn the cover in, normally the book, they'll be like, okay. We'll we'll let you know when you can post the cover. We're thinking you're gonna publish this in a year and a half. I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay. Please send me a reminder because I'm gonna be a different person when this cover comes
1: out. <laughs> By then, you might be like of the like you're like actually I would have done that completely different in a year and a half. Like you know like that's kind of
0: that's actually a hard part sometimes is for example I'm working on a sequel to a book right now. And, of course, they want the cover to be in the same style as the first cover. And it's like, well, I drew like that a year ago, but my process is so different now. But I still have to kind of take it back and do that same style, even though, you know, my process, and normally, I would say, evolves for the better. Yeah. So when I'm going back to where I was a year ago, I'm like, ah, man. I really wish I could, I could do it. I, I wish I could show you guys how I do it now. But of course, it's like, no, I just need to, you know, try to work to my current standards, but with my same process flow that I was using before. And then with personal work, most of the time, if I don't, if I don't finish it in that first sitting, I'm never gonna finish it. So. Uh, yeah and <laughs> either getting done in three hours or never getting done. That's
1: usually how it goes for me. Look, as, as a non-creative, my equivalent is if I don't answer that email as soon as I see it, it'll be months, if <laughs> ever, before it gets responded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have a, a somewhat understanding of that.
2: Yeah, I've always worked on projects for either freelancing or for other you know, clients or these jobs and stuff like that. And similar to the process, you know, you have to try to like really watch something to get there to either make yourself a deadline or your personal log is like, yeah, I just gotta, I'll work on it and like, I'll finish it, i finish it. When I get to it, I get to it basically.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about like the pressure of like being the other, doing a cover, like I'm thinking like if that, book turns into like a movie or something then everybody's comparing that character doesn't look like <laughs> <laughs> the book timer there the, that the does look like it for i'm keeping in my head for years when i read it and, and so, so i was like kind of cool yeah I mean, but you're the source yeah but <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Yeah. laughs> it, it is kind of cool in that aspect like it, it's also kind of beautiful because sometimes i will be speaking directly to the authors um and they'll give me a loose description and i will draw like a loose person based off of that subscription or description but like obviously i don't know who they're seeing in their minds but then they'll see it and they'll be like this is it you captured (laughs) her perfectly that's exactly who she is and i'm just like excellent (laughs) i i'm happy that this worked out because (laughs) I really could have drawn hundreds of different people based off of that description. I'm happy wow. that this happened to be the right one. Wow. Um, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is really, really cool. I mean, one of the projects I worked on, it was even like, it's not an autobiography, but it was a, a woman recounting like her childhood growing up in South Alabama and sh- the the cover is like a drawing of a young girl and i i, I kind of drew a random one <laughs> i don't know what she looked like right but then she got the cover and she's like that's me like <laughs> <laughs> the three plots the curve of my neck and i'm like whoa this is this is intense i can't believe you're talking like i just time traveled <laughs> 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 that, that's not a photo of you um, so, those moments, it's like, whoa, I don't, I mean, I guess they're really doing their work, really describing the characters mm-hmm. to a T because it's like, I'm just going down a checklist, like, okay, three plats, check, brown eyes, check, you know, and then it, it comes out and they're like, perfect. I was like, wow. I mean, good on you. I think. That's, that was mostly from the description because I I and just again like when I create my own art I don't know who those people are yeah I'm just loosely drawing the features and so I'm just always like amazed honestly when the offer comes back and they're like you did it perfectly it's like like <laughs> <laughs> the little wipe my sweat off moment because you never know. Um, and then when it does, it's, it's just so satisfying.
2: Well, that's good on you too. I mean, you are, you know, taking what you're reading or hearing and, and being able to retrain in the way that they feel like represents them. So, I mean, that's, that's impressive.
1: I think like the fact that you, you said you like enjoy reading before that helps too. Like you can kind of, you already have that mental like ability to create your own image in your head. Like some people like don't read a lot or if you're reading like maybe more, more like practical books instead of like story books or something like that, then it may you may not, you don't actually have that ability to to create something. Yeah. Um so that's really cool that you have like kind of that kind of background of already enjoying, you know, books and then being an artist yourself so you can build this world. that you Yeah. It's also
0: really pleasant, you know, to to be someone who enjoys reading recreationally and then part of the job is like I just get set books all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only downfall is of course the timelines are so long. So sometimes I'll read a good one and I'll tell my friends like, Oh, this
1: book was so good. I can't wait for you to read it. To <laughs> <two years>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting like the like no right a big big of like uh the Dead Wars Prada when she's like, I got you the unpublished manuscript of the Harry Potter, the newest yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, like you get you get like a really really early stuff that's super cool like all that <laughs> Yeah. but have you ever read one that you were like uh I can't draw for this because this is a terrible book I've been
0: around I had one that I couldn't draw for but I did have like back to back one where I listened to it and I was like this is so good this is my favorite book right now I gotta tell everybody this is so good and to get it whenever it comes out and then right after that, I listened to one and I was like, okay, this one is this not so great. I guess it's not all oh, amazing books. But I think part of it is also that um, sometimes I draw for different age levels. So I don't, I don't want to make it sound like the second one was just awful. I think it was just for uh, like a lower age level and then... I am 27, and so the book that appeals to an eight-year-old might not be the same kind of book that appeals to me. Uh, I I was still able to draw for it, because thankfully that one needed uh, pretty straightforward drawings. But I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think if that's ever a thing, if I ever feel like I can't draw from... The source material. I, I think that even the books that I don't enjoy as much, um, I'm still able to draw from them. Like I can still see what I imagined the setting where the main character looks like. Mm-hmm. I think it also helps that like, I am getting really early access to the books. Yes. But I also. I'm working in like traditional publishing and so these are books that have been picked up by like the big publishing houses and by the time they get to that stage even if it is like full of typos there's somebody who believes and and they're willing to convince somebody at their publishing house to put down the money to print out like 500,000 copies of this book so it's, it's got to be at least to a certain uh, degree of quality and I think that that helps a lot because I haven't had one where I just felt like I couldn't imagine <laughs> the characters or imagine the settings based off of how it was written.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good. Have any of your books come movies yet? Or is that, that happened bringing yet?
0: Actually, we're in September now. So this is the month when the first book cover that I did in March of 2021,
2: oh. is
1: that book supposed to come out this <laughs> month?
2: Okay, so you got a little turn, but that's cool. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: a big, That's still really cool. Well, you know, I know bookstores are not as common anymore, but like it's it's cool to even be, be able to go and see, you know, yeah. lots of books that are, you know, on the shelves that with your piece. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping, you
0: know, maybe this time next year I'll be able to go in and just be like,
1: Me, I did that. That would have been there too. Yeah, yeah, hey, I, <laughs> I That's what I was Section of Chris is your book, right?
0: <laughs> it's gonna be. It might be interesting because you were saying, like, when you were younger and you were reading children's books, you noticed the art was so similar. Um, and with me doing a lot of covers of the same genre, and I wonder if people will be able to look at one book cover and be like, "Hey, that what looks at. similar to this other very different book cover." reality yeah. goes side by side between them I'll, i guess i'll have to like wait another year and a half and see <laughs> if people are able to put those
1: you know threads together super cool well hopefully you know with your with your puzzle coming out you yeah, it will will be will be available to be able to see that in stores as well we do have a couple of um, retailers, are smaller retailers, actually we are in a store in Easton. Um, hopefully you'll be able to, to see one of those in stores as well.
2: <laughs> your puzzle coming out soon, and it will be out by the time this is released, so with your puzzle being out now, what kind of, music? let's get this into what you're, the new artist.
0: Um, it's gonna depend on the day. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm going ham with the classical music, and then other times, like, when Renaissance dropped, I... Completed three separate deadlines before twelve <laughs> p.m. that day because it was just running up. Let's go! Soul, go. Sure. Wow.
2: So they are gonna have the whole playlist Renaissance, Some... cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. Expert in Renaissance, so like this 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 round of playlisting will have to include the <laughs> 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 oh, So you yeah, but well, yeah, asked to like. I was then we had classical, are you, are you like violin, piano, like or anything specific? I like a lot of orchestra music.
0: When I was in middle school, I was in the orchestra. I was very bad, but I could did it. Same. And so I kind of, you know, like to go back and listen to a lot of the pieces that know we played, or I heard the better orchestra that my school playing, like the chamber students would play that. I'd be like, wow, that, killing it on stage, I wish I knew how to do my own childhood. I uh, have
2: <laughs>
0: but I like to listen to that as well. And I think it's a little bit easier for me to like visualize completely original things when I'm listening to music that you know doesn't have lyrics already telling its own story. Uh, so I think orchestra music. For me at least is really really good for that because i can listen to it and it's like called something wild like i don't know night on bald mountain but i'm not thinking of like a bald mountain i'm thinking of some guy being chased (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so i really like listening i think to a lot of uh orchestra music when i'm trying to come up with fresh ideas but then when I'm actually working, it's got to be something like upbeat, going, 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 because that'll just help me zoom through a piece. I love that I can like put an album on, and by the time it's done, I'm just
1: knocked out like the hour and a half um drawing work.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, that was thought, interesting. So you actually listen to a full album; you're not necessarily playlisting it all, you know, all over the place. Yeah, I.
0: When I make my playlists on Spotify, like, they're never won by, <laughs> you know, they're not consistent. They're not all my playlists, so, like, June the 3rd. And then just songs that I've been listening to, random, back-to-back. We're going from Beyoncé straight into Hatsune Niku. Like, no tailoring at all. Um, but I do, when I'm listening to albums for the first time, especially you know, I'll listen to it beginning to end. And then after that point, I can listen to like any track kind of off on its own. But I think the, the first like three to five listens, I have to listen to it in order so I can, you know, get the full experience. And then the songs that I still think about afterwards, those are the ones where I'll like
1: pull those ones and listen to them on their own. Well, that's definitely got to be like the the story person, the storybook person in you, because like you know these artists, they they design it as a story. It, it is supposed, supposed to be a journey. It's supposed to be you know like Beyonce and and Adele were both saying like that they don't want their their albums to be shuffleable because like we were I wrote it in this order where it placed in this order for a reason. So um, yeah, so I, I'm sure that they'd be very happy to hear that.
0: <laughs> At least in the beginning. I'll, I'll do a good job. Three playthroughs, five playthroughs, the way they want, and then it's just whatever the Spotify says is on repeat. I believe that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I'm probably the same way. while I listen to music, I like to listen to the full album, and you know, of course, you find a favorite songs, you go back to those, and kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, because in general, like when you are creating, if you don't do you do music, is there any other kind of things that inspire you that helps kind of get the juices flowing? Hmm.
0: Um, I would definitely say like. I'm inspired by a big range of visual things, so it's not like I can just, like, look at one thing and be like, okay, refill my inspiration juice, so much as it's, like, a a lot of little things, little moments that I'll always, like, want to come back to. Even in nature, I don't, I don't draw, like, a ton of actual nature, like, I'll draw few little plants but I'm not gonna draw I don't know a landscape but I'll see like little moments in nature it's like I really like the color of this kind of tree like I'm gonna work with that at some point in the future um even with harvest that one isn't exactly from nature but it's when I was younger, I watched this movie called The House of Flying Daggers. And there's a scene where they're in like some kind of dry grass flower field. And from then on, like that was just so visually striking to me. And I was like, whoa, well, I think I really like wheat. <laughs> like, there's something about the way that looks. That looks so much cooler than grass. ass. Why would be? I like all that brown stuff out there (laughs) and so like obviously for Harvest it's about me looking at that movie and then be like I want her in that same setting so much as it's a long-standing thing that's just in my mind from that point on like hey I like I like long dry grass (laughs) honey scatter that into some drawings every now and then um, so there's there's a lot of that of just staying kind of one moment in a lot of the times in media especially where it's like that looks really really striking to me and then it's kind of just stored and it's like will I use this any time this year maybe not but maybe in like five years I'll be like oh I really like uh, when there's a little drop of water on a leaf. You know? Yeah. Bud's life really made that look so appetizing, living a little fall, a drop of water on a leaf. He didn't
1: like why about
0: the So for me it's stuff like that. It's like I definitely do pull cool, um a lot of inspiration from other media, but almost never from the piece as a whole. It's just one thing that I'll see that's very visually striking to me, and I'll just kind of put it in the mental Rolodex. Like, I liked that. At some point, that's going to get used.
2: I think I'm the same way when I do design, it's just very much like I like to draw inspiration from other things, um, other creative things I see. You know, of course, you do these big hands for like resources and stuff, but in general, like even things like I see, you know, uh, uh, like a a billboard a pattern that I see somewhere, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I wonder how that would work on uh, this flyer design I'm working on or on this, you know, box design, things of that nature. They like see the shoes anything and everything around you.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then mostly just like being able to mentally save it for later. I think that's kind of, for me at least, what kind of distinguishes the things that are truly inspiring for me. Because I'm not actively thinking like, remember this, remember the week. Remember forever. (laughs) But some of these simple things, it'll it'll be just like one second in media, but it'll just stick with me. You know, it'll stick for still long. And I think that those kinds of things are really where it's like the the true hard-hitting inspiration. It's like the stuff that i saw for a moment and that i just couldn't forget if i
1: tried so tell us what is next for you as a brand what, what do you have coming out that you've illustrated <laughs> what else do you have i could say a couple of them because the covers have been out um both snow
0: rain rising by courtney Combrey that one's coming out this month um Ooh, I might have set myself up for failure because I don't remember all the author names.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: we'll just go with the one this month. Um, this month, there'll be a book called Rain Rising by Courtney Conry. That one is releasing, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, in the past year, I kind of made it a goal for me to illustrate covers for at least 10 novels, and I've met that old. Oh, so congratulations! They, they're gonna be coming out they're gonna need to be on a little timeline maybe once every two months check in and see if another one's come out um i'm working on a children's book which has definitely been the biggest illustration undertaking, you know that i've taken on in my career it's a lot of work <laughs> and but yeah that's that's where Things are moving career-wise for me right now. Um, and then apart from that, you know, like I like to spend a lot of time building up my social media so that I can teach other artists, you know, ways to get into the illustration industry. Um I think that it's really important that somebody from the inside communicates these things because Even with me, with a background of having gone to art school, I I didn't know that this was possible. I didn't know illustration agencies existed until one reached out to me. So right now, I, I really like building up a platform just to help other artists get into the industry and build careers for themselves as well. So those are my main things I've got going on awesome
2: yeah i wanted to ask you if you were uh full-time with with book uh well art i guess yes yeah
1: well i was gonna say we we always have the conversation of like where did you how what was your education and so I, d- I can't believe you didn't until you just mentioned it. i'm like oh art school ha! Yeah. um where, where did you go to school just out of curiosity i went to ut so i wasn't
0: in like oh cool. art school like that was the only thing you know i was at a state university but then i was in art school at that university, um, which I think I liked because I really enjoyed all of my non-art related classes as well. So that kind of worked out for me. Um, I also was a teacher for four years before I started uh, doing freelance art full time. So I was getting my art degree with a teaching minor so that I would be able to go straight into teaching afterwards.
1: And did you teach art or you taught just like a different sub subject? Uh, I taught elementary art. Yeah. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Get to mold these young minds into the creatives. <laughs> yes.
0: Definitely a lot of molding was taking place. Uh, <laughs> oh well, I don't know. I think that sounded a lot harsher than it was or something. Kids, it's, it's amazing. You know, if you start teaching them young, I, I have a very like draftsmanship based art style. I'm very much like, if you practice drawing in circles, you will get better at drawing the circles. In practice shading the circles, you will get better at shading the circles. I've never really excelled at like abstract art. Um, And normally, in the elementary art sphere. People expect, like a lot of abstract art, but I was going in there like, good morning, eight year olds. You are going to do a still life. Let's go, let's shade this thing. <laughs> and, um, and it was amazing because they were totally learning it. So very, very cool. It was definitely rewarding work. Um, and then when I was making my transition to freelancing it was really cool to be able to like show them hey like these are projects that I'm working on I'm a working artist and they were I don't know really excited to see that kind of stuff too so yeah tennis said would recommend to people who do enjoy teaching and do not dislike children I think those are really uh really big things to emphasize because I For sure. Some people will jump in without checking on those two core things. But if you tick off those boxes, uh, teaching is really, really fun and rewarding as well.
1: Well, tell us where can people find you? If they want to follow you, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. How How do they do that?
2: Send you on Twitch too.
1: Yes.
0: So if you want to... See more of my art, definitely Instagram, at ukulele. Um, if you're an artist and you are looking for tips on breaking into the industry and just kind of information about freelancing as a full-time career, I would advise you to go to my TikTok because that's my bread and butter in the air. And then lastly, if you just want to vibe sometimes and watch art being made real-time, um, twitch.tv, slash ukulele every now and then i get on and i'll start the session you know with the blank canvas and by the end of it should hopefully have a piece all the way done
1: awesome sounds like fun let's check that out yeah thank you so much for all of your time and great information uh we love hearing about the illustration illustration world it's something that i have we haven't Gotten to to give it, it more a lot of information, so thank you so much for sharing and for absolutely, of course, harvest for that piece. It's absolutely beautiful and a puzzle that I'm sure lots of people will look forward to to putting together. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the pieces
0: when people start, you know, and when they start tagging you guys, I'm just going to be stalking yeah. your page, hey. creating <laughs> <laughs> Ta- all that they do. I
1: grabbed, (laughs) Alex. We always like to tag the artist, so We'll see it. We'll let you know. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. This has been great.
1: You can also listen to a curated playlist of media to pair with this artist puzzle on Spotify.